Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And today we are continuing our coverage of And Just Like That, Season 2, Episode 9. Um, episode 10. Oh, Episode 10? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, Episode 10. Sorry. Oh, you know what it is? Because there's one more episode next week. So that's why I have it in my head. So episode 10, you're right. The Last Supper, part one. So this is the two-part um, series finale of season two. Uh, before we get started, um, just very quickly, quickly, we usually go through this at the end. But if you do not subscribe to our podcast and you enjoy our podcast, please hit the subscribe button so that you just don't even have to think about it. We just love subscribers and we love those downloads. All right. So let's get started. We usually do this character by character, though a lot of things were woven together. Um, So Brooke, thoughts, high level, because I will tell you, I was crying by the end of the episode. Oh, wow. (laughs) So you weren't crying at the end when Aiden was crying? I was crying. No, I mean, I felt badly, but I didn't cry. But I've made this prediction Mm-hmm. Um, that there was going to be something that happened with his one of his children. Who's paying for this apartment? Carrie's new apartment, you know, because oh. in this episode, they ta- she talks about, you know, the first night in our new apartment. And he's all excited. He's like, oh, yeah, our apartment. And Carrie's having to move because he won't go into the old apartment. So she's mm-hmm. buying a whole new apartment. Is she paying for this? Maybe. I don't know, Brooke. These people have fuck you money. They have, I don't, I don't need to go into your new apartment. I don't have to go into your new apartment money. But it's the point of it that, you know, it's even if you have money, it's the point. It's like, 
whose apartment is it? Whose name is on the title? I mean, I don't know. Um, I, why well, is it's all like, it's all a good thing over backwards. She's really, really bending over backwards and buying a bigger apartment because she thinks that, you know, she wants to have room for Aiden's children to come and visit. And they don't even like her. They don't want to visit. <laughs> well, I don't know what do you think. So you think you think now she shouldn't be doing any of this. You feel like she should be doing what? What I, she I don't do. know, but but it's a lot. Look at what happened the last time they went into this, you know, mm-hmm. apartment venture together. It was a disaster. And it just in general, it's a dis- it's a disaster to own property with someone who you are not married to because your options and your right. Well, I agree with you that and I always say this, which is in any relationship, you should not move in with anyone, do anything too serious at, until you've been with someone for at least a year. And I, I this timeline is all vacata. I don't know where we are in any of this in terms of a timeline, because it seems like in some people's stories, it's it's barely moved along. And then in other people's stories, it's really moved along. But, but okay. Aiden's only, yeah, Aiden's only been here for what? three, four episodes. Yeah, but in other people's storylines, it feels like it's moved along a lot. Right, but, but he's, Aiden, we're, he's yeah. been around like maybe three months. Yes, and so in in my, I am with you in the sense that that what, that I get that they needed to figure out something that was going to work for them. And most likely the best thing for her to have done was to, she has enough money that what she should do is sublet her place and find another place for the two of them. And she should just rent and just rent a place for a year and say, well, let's see if this works out for us. And let's see if your boys want to come up here and they can stay at our Airbnb or whatever it is and do this for a year. That's that, that would be the practical thing to do, but no, these two run into everything (laughs) and that's what they're doing. So this is where they're at. But I was just saying that at the end of the episode, I was, I really felt for Aiden and I felt for him in this situation. And, and yeah, this is what we were talking about, that eventually something was going to get in their way, that this Mm -hmm. was all just aligning too damn easily and that something was going to, you know, happen. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and something happened. Yeah, just uh, running all too smoothly a little yes. bit. Yes, yes. So, um, well, do you want to, let's talk about the Carrie storyline. Um, because in some ways, her stuff was not as big as everybody else's. It felt like everybody else had much bigger storylines. But, um, so we, st- the, the show opens up, we see Carrie and Aiden, they are um, at Coney Island and they're going to visit Steve. So because, you know, some people might forget that Steve and Aiden are friends. Yeah, they own that bar together. Yeah. And just uh, Aiden is just for being a kind of a country bumpkin, uh, just a genius businessman, because not only is he is his furniture store taken off and he's sold it to West Elm Scout, his bar venture has also made him a ton of money. So now he is invent he's invested in Steve's new business, uh this Coney Island um restaurant or whatever it is, um where he's going to be serving hot dogs and clams. Yeah, it's like a snack shack. Yeah, a snack shack on the boardwalk. Yeah, I was just like, okay. <laughs> um well, so, and also, you yeah. know, just we haven't seen Steve uh, that in a while. Much since, yeah. yeah several several episodes ago 
I, I don't know why, you know, Steve's accent, you know, Steve wasn't yeah. like this in the original no. show. His this accent, this, co- you know, this person that they keep making Steve be to be is not at all what Steve was like just in the show at all. Yeah, his so, accent I don't know is like 2.0, Steve 2.0. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, do not like it. But anyway, and so while they're there, Wyatt calls. He's really unhappy. He's mad at mom. Mom took away his phone. And, um, and you know, you know, the, the children and this, oh, just like that, the worst, they are the worst. This is like an advertisement for birth control. I mean, they're just horrible. All of them. They're so rude. They, I have so rude to their parents and, and saying a mom's acting like a dick. It's like, excuse me. And Aiden just kind of laughs it off. Like, oh, now, now, you know, Mm -hmm. I hate these children. I, I hate Wyatt. I don't know what his problem is. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, yeah, that seemed kind of odd because she took my phone away and this whole thing, I don't know. And that that he would then call and keep FaceTiming his dad while his, his dad's week off. I mean, it sounds like they've been divorced for a while now. Yeah, you know, I five think, years. Yeah, I would think that if they had just gotten divorced and this was all relatively new, but you guys have been divorced a while. Like you've been through this. Well, and why yeah. is he so angry at his mom? That, you know, later in the show, he, you know, basically runs away from home and hitchhikes to the farm and, you know, crashes the car and all that. Like, that's that's pretty severe. Mm-hmm. Pretty severe yeah. behavior for a 14-year-old or any age. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, what is wrong with this kid? I, <sighs> I was really worried Weird. that they were going to tell us that he tried to commit suicide. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought. That's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, God, he ran into that tree and they're going to realize that he didn't skid, that he was trying to kill himself. Well, that still could be the case because, you know, this is all just happening fresh right now. It it could come back that, you know, that the evidence shows that he rammed into the tree. And that's pretty like self-destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. just in and of itself so i mean th- they still could find that out to be true yeah 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 i know um so that's what we learn later with aiden um and then the next sort of big carry moment is that we learn when they're at this brunch when they're all together is that carrie wins this raffle where she gets to have 16 people at her uh, dinner with a Michelin star chef. And um, they decide that she's not going to have it at her new place that has so much room. <laughs> right. She's going to have it at her old apartment. <laughs> uh, so it's going to become the quote unquote last supper, which of last course supper. now makes sense for all of the marketing that they were doing for the show. Yeah. Because- and she's decided to sell her old apartment to Lizette because she wanted a single girl to have it yes. for very little money. And Seema's yes. Seema's so. commission was, you know, <laughs> cut, cut way down and she hates this girl. She, yes. she treats her like crap. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing is, is that she has to break it to Miranda that she and Aiden are going to go see Che at their comedy show. Um, so she just wants Miranda to know that. Um, and let's see. I mean, really, that's that's. And then, you know, we just see her again at the show. We can get into that when we talk about. Yeah, Miranda. well, yeah. So uh, Naya makes a comment to Miranda 
about how she, well, Naya gets an invitation to Andre Rashad's virtual baby shower or something Mm -hmm. and um, decides to buy him something off of the registry. And Miranda's like, you know, what are you doing? Like that. And Naya says, well, I don't just cut off, go cut all my exes off cold Turkey or something like that. And Miranda's like, I don't do that. And she's like, yes, you do. So Miranda got to thinking, you know, that she didn't want to be that kind of person. Yeah. And so she just showed up to Che's comedy show. Carrie and Aiden are surprised to see her. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what she thinks is going to happen, but. Yeah. Quite, she got quite a surprise. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we can, we can hold off on. It's so hard. This episode's really hard because everybody's storylines, kind of Miranda's storyline really weaves in with Carrie and what's going on. Do you want to talk about the Miranda stuff? We can talk a little bit about that. Well, we can just talk about this. This comedy che, show, since the, we're there. The che and the comedy show stuff, yeah. So that's Miranda's big issue is that she tends to cut off excess, which was a big issue in the original show, right? There was that whole yeah, thing. She with, even that's how she got. Up, she brings up Skippy too. No, a Skipper. <laughs> she brought up Skipper in this yeah. episode, and Carrie's like, "Wow, that's a throwback," <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I still feel badly about it," and it's like, okay. But in the original Sex in the City, she also, that's how she and Steve started dating again in season three, was in the end of season two, that was the big thing. She sees Steve on the street and Carrie says, you throw people away mm. and you, you're you always doing that. And she's like, oh, I don't, I don't mean to. And that's how she and Steve start dating again. Mm-hmm. So um, I think she's, you know, this has been this issue with her, but so the other thing is Che is working on their um, set for their comedy show, which again, I know you don't want to hear me talk about this anymore, but this Che and so now Che is doing, you know, random comedy sets at these like open mic nights, mm-hmm. and, you know, going from again, <laughs> just so bizarre, this career of Che's. Going from now doing shitty clubs in Brooklyn, <laughs> where you have to drag people to go to it, and um, and then you know watching watching themselves like smoking weed and laughing at their old sets, you know watching themselves their old stand up jokes and you know oh I've got to prepare for my new my new set, and so what did you think of um I, I had to laugh because even Che watching themselves a long time ago, even their old jokes are stale. Like those old jokes. Do you know what I mean? Those old jokes that they, that, that they did way back when, when they were quote unquote, not even being themselves were old, terrible jokes. Yeah. And that was a theme of this episode that Che is constantly running up against either her old self or like who she is now and seems to be struggling with it. And that no one really understands her and uh, she's trying to be herself, them, trying to be themselves. And so I I don't know where that's going, but clearly this is this is not resolved. And, you know, Che always tries to be so confident, like, yeah, I'm really confident about my uh, myself, non-binary, you know, whatever. But But I don't think they really are. No, because it, it's what I think is 
interesting is they get really frustrated with this Dr. Fisher and because Dr. Fisher struggles with the they, them pronouns, which I mean, which I do too. (laughs) Yeah. Which we are here on this podcast struggling, you know, and it's not, it's, it's, and I'm not, we're not sitting here going, well, that's just, that's just how it is. That's, yeah, we're, it's try- like, we're trying. It's trying. We're trying. It's, it's, it's hard and it's a struggle and people are going to make mistakes and all you can do. And that's what Dr. Fisher's doing too. And, and that, that's the part that is really challenging. And, and again, I think this is, comes back to why Che is a very, difficult polarizing character that makes no sense Mm -hmm. because Che talks out both sides of their mouth all the time because I also thought that Che I mean come at me people I I would love for someone to talk to me or educate me or in some way shape or form because I did think that the comedy set about about Miranda and their experience with someone who's first you know who had only been with men before. Mm-hmm. I it was, thought awful. It was pretty awful and pretty cruel. Yeah. And I understand that, yeah, you're a comedian. And so therefore your whole life is out there for people. But I, I kind of felt like, okay, so this, this show is, who is the show for? What is this yeah. club? What it, it so, showed? What, yeah. It, it, what, what is this? What is happening showed, here? Yeah, it showed like such a a lack of understanding. It's like it's like you as part of this community is asking for understanding and respect. Yet you did not give that to Miranda. Mm-hmm. With, you know, and Che's the one who came on to Miranda and you know, and was supposedly in love with Miranda and yeah, to, to show no sort of yeah, I mean, if you're having sex with a woman for the first time, um, yeah, I think that would be kind of difficult and awkward. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, geez, like yeah, cuts her no slack or. Well, I, I think it was yeah, cruel. and and I do think that there are people who do say I don't date people who have never dated a woman before or a man. Do you know what I mean? I think there mm-hmm. are people that say you know, listen. I'm not here to be your practice person. You know, I, this isn't my role or this isn't what I want to do or I'm, you know, I've been, you, you know, this isn't what I want. And, and I also understand that, yes, this is a material that Che's trying to work out and trying to figure it out. And, and yes, Che did say when they were out on the street, like, oh, I had, I just haven't gotten to my part yet. I was going to start talking about me and, and, and the parts in which I screwed up. But at the same time, I, I just, but why wouldn't the writers again i think this is this is why this chase situation is so hard it's like yeah. you know why why can't you just give us this the, you give something us something redeeming yes about who something. this human being is because yeah. when che is a human and shows us the human side of themselves this is great when when che um becomes this sort of educator <laughs> and then this ultra comedian, do you know what I mean? Becomes the mm-hmm. hey now, hi, hi, mm-hmm. I'm a comedian. I'm a, I'm doing a bit. That's when mm-hmm. they become very annoying. Um, when they either lecture or become the stand up comedian, it's hard. Yeah, just be a human. Yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done on this character. <laughs> oh God, oh, God. But that uh, comedy show, like, what comedy show is this? Like, well, yeah, and the ugh. the MC was berating people in the audience. Yeah, and, and the guy was like, "Well, I'm trans," and yeah, you know, it was like, 
yeah, it, was, it was the most horrible comedy show I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's like, well, don't so so you don't want cis people to come to right. the show. Well, cis people aren't allowed to to come and try to understand, you know, your point of view. Isn't yeah. that a good thing? Um, I, I, it's like I okay, so anymore. fine, roast. Like if you want to roast people, it's just yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, anyway. That's the that's the Jay Miranda. And then the other part of the Miranda piece was that Miranda's boss is back. See, that was the thing with the um with the timing of everything, because I guess Miranda's boss, Raina, it she's on maternity leave. And so I was like, oh, that seemed to be a huge time jump. But I guess it's only been five five weeks. weeks. I guess so. Okay. So I guess they needed to establish it's only been five weeks. So, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and so Miranda went to the UN and then I thought maybe something was going to happen with that woman. So maybe that woman's going to come back because... Come back, yeah. Because the British woman, I think, is a well-known British actress. She seemed to be familiar to me in some way, shape or form. So I think she's coming back around. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure what this is my prediction. If the, mm-hmm. if this if this show ever comes back for another season or maybe next week, that Raina will say, I don't want to go back to work. I want to be home with my baby. Miranda will ascend to her position and then Miranda will have more contact with this woman from the U.N. And mm. th- there we go. Oh, OK, there you go. That's pretty good. That's a good prediction. We'll see. We'll see. OK. So, um, okay. So that's Miranda. Um, let's talk about, um, which kind of leads us. We were just talking about the Miranda Charlotte. Let's talk about, I mean, the Miranda Carey brunch they were having. So who else was at brunch was Charlotte and LTW. Do you want to talk? Let's talk about the LTW storyline. Cause that's kind of contained. Yeah. Um, Cause we only see her in this and then with Charlotte and then later with Herbert. With Herbert. Yeah. So, um, after brunch, uh, was it Seaman Carrie or no, was it Carrie and Carrie and Carrie and Miranda go one they way go in Char- one direction. Yeah. Charlotte and LTW go their own way. And LTW ends up telling Charlotte that she's pregnant because she's upset and- that Charlotte keeps telling everybody about this PBS documentary. And she's like, you've got to stop telling people about this PBS documentary. I it's, they picked it up, it but I don't know if I it might not yeah. happen because it's so much work and I may not be able to get all this work done. And then she tells that she's pregnant. Yeah. And it, but Charlotte says, Oh, well you can do it. If anyone can do it, you can do it. And of course, Charlotte's just ecstatic and so happy. And LTW is clearly, you know, not happy. Uh-huh. And so then after that, the, yeah, then the final scene we see her in is, you know, she's in bed with Herbert and she's saying, you know, how did this happen? You should have gotten a vasectomy eight years ago. And, um, you know, they talk about that. And he said, well, I didn't know if you were serious because you were a little postpartum and kind of emotional. And so, you know, basically it never happened. Uh-huh. And, He's also telling her, oh, yeah, you can do it, whatever. And she's like, are you kidding me? And 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 then you're going to be in this campaign and you don't even help me with the kids we have now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then he does bring up, you know, the choice yes. issue. And they don't say the word. They say the other option. Yeah. Which I saw, yeah. which I saw a lot of stuff online. I 
I watched this kind of late, so I was trying to avoid any spoilers, but I saw some commentary. I don't know if you read anything about this episode, but I saw some commentary that people were very uh, mad about the way this was handled. I don't know if you read anything about it. I didn't, but I can see that. I can see that it was kind of gently passed over and then ultimately she didn't have to decide because she ends up having a miscarriage. Yes. And, you know, yeah, it's a little soft handed, but I mean, I didn't really feel, I didn't really want this show to get into that. I think the the writers just wanted to make a political statement um, because LTW says when Herbert brings that up, she says, no, I've thought about it, but I, you know, I'm grateful that I have the choice, which is, you know, mm-hmm. a, a signal, <laughs> a bat mm-hmm. signal to basically say, yeah, I live in New York. Yeah. I have the choice if I want to do that. There's a lot of women in other states who don't have that choice. I think they just purely wanted to make a political statement. So you think that was the whole thing? That's what I kept thinking, because I was like, why? Because this yeah. is what we were talking about last time, which is why is this woman pregnant? Like, what is the point of yeah, this? Nobody wants sense. to see this. This makes no sense. And is this, they, are they just doing this to throw a, you know, I can see how you can throw a wrench in things. And I, and I think that if this character was, um, like, you know, this idea of if this was Charlotte 20 years ago, like giving Mm -hmm. somebody everything that they wanted at once, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the ultimate job and then getting pregnant, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a great storyline for a woman who's 35, you know? Um, But it's, you know, seeing this now, you're like, God, why are we, why are we doing this to her? And then I thought, oh, okay, you know, they're going to have, I was like, oh, this is going to get really political. And then when they wouldn't even say the word, I was like, oh, maybe they're soft peddling this. And then when she woke him up and said something's wrong, I'm like, oh, I see where this is going now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, maybe it is just all political. Yeah, it felt really like, um, what's the word? It just felt kind of lazy. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to make a stand or say something. Yeah, it could have been a lot more interesting. So yeah. whatever. Now that's all right. That's well, over. <laughs> and so the the big Charlotte storyline is is that Charlotte um sh- Charlotte has the worst family in the world. She has the worst they children. They're they truly I awful. hate her kids. And, and Harry, who used to be like the sweetest guy, he's turned into a curmudgeon, and he's just always angry and. I don't like any of them. Yeah. No wonder she, you know, wants to work yeah. late. I mean, well, or except for Richard Burton, who's just such a loyal, cute little dog. Yeah. He's the yeah. only one who doesn't fuss yeah. at her 24 seven. Um, well, so we, she's at work. We see her with Sam Smith, another, mm-hmm. like another person who probably said, I'd like to be on this show. Can I be on the show? <laughs> um, so she's showing some art to Sam Smith. And then, of course, you know, Rock calls on the landline and it's emergency. And of course, emergency. she hears that and she thinks the whole world is dying. And the big emergency is Rock forgot their notebook and they need their earth science notebook. And it's fourth period and they need it for sixth period mm-hmm. and feels like Charlotte needs to drop everything to get this notebook that they forgot. And Rock well, because is now sh- how old now? How but also 14 or something. Let yeah. me tell you something. As when my daughter was in high school, I was always running something up to the school. Mm-hmm. Always. 
And that's the thing. She called and thought nothing of it because Charlotte's been doing that for years. Mm -hmm. And so kids will do that. If you, if you, you know, (laughs) if you deliver, they'll just keep doing it. Yeah. But, you know, Charlotte just said no, you know, drew a line in the sand and was like, no, you're going to have to call your dad. Or she calls, Mm -hmm. she calls Harry and Harry's upset. And that was a great phone call when, uh, he was like, well, I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. And, um, I forget the exact wording, but it basically came down to, you know, kind of like that's Charlotte's job because, you know, she's the mother and she said, oh, and so because you're the father, this isn't your job. And, you know, she totally like takes him down Mm -hmm. and then he goes, okay, (laughs) I'll do it. Yeah. Charlotte is really, I love Charlotte this episode. I've loved Charlotte this whole season. She's Mm -hmm. been probably the the best yeah um i love her storylines it's a lot of it is very realistic except for how rude her kids are Um, god just awful they're so rude awful you know and yeah i do i mean i i'm with you on kids forgetting things and and all of that and yeah that is the big thing is if you if if your kids know that you are going to run things to them they will be fine with forgetting things and if they know you're not going to be able to run things to them they will remember them and that's kind of how it works and you know it's it's that whole thing with um you know if your kid forgets forgets their lunch they will not starve that day but they will never forget their lunch a day again and that's just how it works you know what i mean that's just I what happens I, I think it'd be hard pressed to find a parent of our generation who wouldn't take their kids lunch i know they would they would we do everything for our kids and that's the thing when my daughter would forget stuff it wasn't because she was unorganized because she was extremely organized and and she she paid attention to every but shit happens like yeah you you know you forget that you have to do this and you know they're rushing in the morning trying to get ready and it's very easy to forget something so you know yeah that but that's just how moms are now you yeah. know they mm-hmm. will run stuff to the school but yeah dad should do it too <laughs> yes <laughs> it's just nice have to be the mom so anyway. yeah so it's 6 30 one night and Charlotte is running home to her family, but the other gallery girls are like, but you can't use every time someone sells a painting over a hundred thousand, which I guess she sold to Sam Smith. Um, they go out for a drink. And so Charlotte's like, well, what the hell? Let's go out. So Charlotte goes out. They do. She gets drunk. She throws mm-hmm. her phone because everyone's texting her constantly. Yeah. Throws it into a pitcher of margaritas, loses the phone. And so by doesn't the, care. Doesn't care. By the time <laughs> she gets care. home, she's hammered. And this was great when she comes in. She's like, I was a person before all of you, Mm -hmm. you know, which is I think every mother has this moment and that feeling of like, you know, I am a human. Hello, I'm a human being. I am human. I'm a person. And, um, you know, anybody who's ever had a child who's like used your clothes as a napkin <laughs> you know, used you. Yes. Billy, like, it's a garbage can. You're a yes. human garbage can. They yes. hand you garbage. Oh, God. Like, yeah. You're just, you're supposed to dispose of it. Yes. You are, oh. you, you, they hand you garbage. They treat yeah. you like garbage. They, they, <laughs> they think you have no life. They think you have like no feelings. They think no you, bodily you have, autonomy. Yeah. You have no beginning, middle, or an end that you had no life before them and you have no life when, when you don't, when you don't, when you, when they're not, around you you have no life like you go into a closet somewhere right you're just wait for them just wait for them to, to come back yeah and yeah. her rude her rude ass daughter lily said Ugh. called her gross yeah because she was drunk and that's when she said i was a person 
before I had you and blah, blah, yeah. blah. She just went off on all of them. Yes. And so she great. ditched them all and then slammed her door. And then Richard Burton went after her and cried. And she was just like, <laughs> and brought him in. And I was like, yes, you go, Charlotte. Fuck yeah, no, they all, they all, <laughs> I all hate them. To, they all need to shape up. Yeah. And she told them all to get it together. Yes. Good. I like this. I like I this Charlotte storyline. I'm enjoying this. Um, yes. All right. We talked about the Naya stuff with, um, I don't know. I don't know if buying them a $1,000 baby stroller is really showing, shoving it in their showing faces, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Seema, this whole Seema stuff. I mean, she's, you know, telling she's this Ronnie R- Ravi guy, you know, she's freaked out because she told him she loves him and he loves her and la, 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 la. I don't know. We saw very little of her, but um, I, yeah, I, I just, I, I hate, I just, I just hate the storyline because I just don't think he's great. I just, well, ugh. yeah. And they're also trying, clearly trying to make her like the Samantha character, but she comes nowhere even close. And I just say, I've been watching some clips, you know, these uh, TikToks show up in my feed, uh, you know, these clips from the, the old Sex and the City and a lot of them are Samantha clips because she really is like, she's the best one on that show. And yeah. I'm watching these old clips. She and I'm is like, great. Oh, I told my you. God, no, she's brilliant. Yes. And just, and, and not just the character, but the actress, the way it's I, Hello. That's what no, I said I when know. we were doing our original thing, how I of a genius I, I, she was. And I, and I didn't disagree. Okay. But now I'm, I have been reminded, you know, visually yes. like watching these clips. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. And the show does suck without her. <laughs> I think I'm telling I think, you. And she's, she is not replaceable. She's, she's not. Not. And, and, no. and you can see now how much of the comedy she did, how mm-hmm. much of the sex she did, how much of the nudity she did, how much of like all of the great one liners, all of mm-hmm. the, um, I mean, when she went to go get that AIDS test and that woman <laughs> asked her like, you know, how many partners you've had. And she's sitting yeah. there thinking, you know, like I'm, I'm right. counting, you know, and she looks back at her <laughs> and, and she's goes, like still counting. Yeah. I'm counting. You know, I mean, she's a genius. I mean, yeah, and, and you know, and, and she the, also, the lines that she had and how well she delivered them. I mean, yeah, you know, no one could also, do that. She was also the voice of reason. Yes. She, she yeah. was really the voice of reason because you have neurotic Carrie, uh-huh. neurotic uh, Charlotte, neurotic Miranda, and she's just constantly telling them, guys, chill out. It'll yeah. be okay. Yeah. It's okay. Do this. Try that. She's the voice of reason. Uh-huh. And the rest of them are just, you know, lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that so. whole, the whole thing with the, like, oh, you know, I mean, when, for example, when Miranda got pregnant with Brady and was freaking mm-hmm. out and Charlotte ran off and it was this whole thing, she was the one that was like, okay, you know, let her go. Like, you're going to be okay. What are you going to do, Miranda? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I've had two, it's going to be okay. You know, let's, let's figure this out. Yeah. She was always like that. Always like that. Yeah. Irreplaceable. So, Sorry. Yeah, she Irre- is irreplaceable. They really fucked yeah. that one up. Oh, they did because they just couldn't, they, they, they kept, you know, they just couldn't, um, I don't know. They, I, I think, think a they lot of it has to do with money too. I think if they would have given her the money she wanted, she would have stayed. But see, that's the thing. She knew she was worth more than what they yeah. were paying her. She knew she was the heart of the well, show. Well, yeah. 
The, I think I it was, think. I think it was money. And I think, but I also think it was just the jokes and the fact that she was older. And it was this constant mm-hmm. reminder that she was older than the other women. Mm-hmm. That it also always had to be that she was older than Carrie, older than Carrie, older than Carrie, older than Carrie. Yeah. And that, and the old lady jokes and the menopause jokes and having to be naked. And I think that she also probably, right, she wanted to eat. She didn't want to be naked all the time. Yeah. And and I think that if they would just have let her be this more mature version of who Samantha is now and still let her be Samantha, but let her be a classier version of what they've turned her into. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not you know, let her, she, they just debased her so much in the movies. Do you know what I mean? They just made her in the movies. So that's the part that I think she just felt like, I don't, I don't, you know, I want to be whatever. I just want to be a classier version of this character. And you just made her so awful. So I think it was that part. And, and I think Sarah Jessica is jealous. And I think that because I think that she was more of the person that people probably said, oh my God, you're the real star of the show. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, All so right. we have to talk means... about, we have to talk about Anthony's stuff because yeah. that also, well, there's Anthony's stuff. Then he's also the stuff with Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. And then we have some gay sex <laughs> issues that we have to discuss. <laughs> yes. Well, it's a, it's a, you know, a different, um, different generations different yes. views about on gay um, sex gay sex and so yeah so basically anthony comes from the generation where you're either a top or you're a bottom and you stay and, your and you and, stay in your lane and and if you're a top you're sort of quote unquote the man in the relationship and if you're a bottom you're quote unquote the woman in the relationship mm-hmm. and that those um those roles have changed uh, in in relationships and um yeah it's very different now yeah they're more they're they fluid verse versatile over oh, yeah like where you could go either way or yeah they don't have to be these defined roles mm-hmm. um, it's just sex you just do what you want to do what feels good what you feel like doing and mm-hmm. um yeah so uh giuseppe wants giuseppe wants to be on top yes and that just freaks anthony out and and we um, all saw his package <laughs> so i'm with anthony on this one I can understand if this is your well, first time. Yeah. That it's, would be intimidating it for is a first timer. Yes, yeah. it is. I would be very intimidated if I was Anthony. Yeah. I could see that, but it's also it's it sounds like it's a lot of different. You know, it's a lot of different um, uh, things. You know, going on here, but it also sounds like this was that it's there's that element of it, and there's also the element of the Stanford element, which is you know, he's holding on to a lot of feelings and a lot of Mm -hmm. anger and a lot of Mm -hmm. resentment and a lot of feelings about what happened with Stanford. And so Carrie Mm -hmm. gets this information letter from Stanford saying that when he was in Japan, he, um, I guess he and this TikTok star, they had a big fight. The star ran off to Berlin and he wandered into a, is it a monastery? Not a monastery. Is it a monastery? He's like, he's now... A yeah. temple. So now he's a Shinto monk and he's going to stay in Japan and he feels like he's at peace now for the first time ever in his life. And he is 
you know, going to give everything to Anthony. He doesn't want any possessions. And he let go of all attachments, let go of all attachments. And I guess he's giving a divorce to Anthony and he's giving everything over to Anthony. And they have a little picture of Stanford, obviously photoshopped Photoshopped. and all that. This Um, This was such a weird thing. And I didn't really understand it until... You know, of course, Michael Patrick King explained it. This oh yeah, I have, I have not idea. listened to the, I have not listened to the podcast at all. So what does MP, uh, what does Mr. King MPK. say? What does he so, say about it? Okay, so apparently when they debuted, like it was the world premiere or something of that awful Sex in the City two movie, mm-hmm. was in Japan, mm. and he was there, you know, for the with Sarah Jessica, of course. Um, with for the premiere and of course the critics panned it everybody hated it and they did, he, stayed, did michael patrick king talk about that or no yeah okay yeah. good he was explaining how this whole you know oh okay this is how this story about stanford came about and so he was real depressed and i guess he and sarah jessica stayed behind they were you know staying there and traveling i'm sure he was a you know licking his wounds and she was consoling him i'm sure she was upset too you know she's a executive producer and all of that. And I guess they, they went around visiting all of these temples and learning about yeah these monks and what they do. And he got really into it and he found solace in it and comfort in it. And so it's something that's, you know, close to his heart. And so he took that and incorporated it into this Stanford story. Mm, got it. Okay. Because otherwise it just seems very random. I thought at first um, I was like, what the heck? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, um, in the beginning, was like, I think at first I thought the story was kind of random. And then I was like, okay, I can see how they don't want to kill, they don't want to kill the character. They don't want to mm-hmm. do that. So how how do you make the character disappear and allow Anthony? Because I think the problem is right. they, need, they need to let this person move forward. So right. how do they let him move forward? And and I thought this was like the second closest thing to making this person be at, quote unquote, at peace, mm-hmm. right? Like, how do you, you know, if, when you think about someone passing away, they're at peace. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now he's at peace. He's at peace, but he's, he's not. Yes, dead. but he's alive. So that's yeah. how I thought yeah, about it. That makes so, sense. So, yeah. And so we see from, uh, did you see the scenes from for next week or no? I did. The okay. only thing I remember is that uh, Carrie gets a phone call from Samantha. You see Samantha's name come yeah. up on the caller ID. So we're going to have the big. No, well, I was just saying, because I, I I was just saying that the first thing you see is, so this goes back to this Anthony thing is that, that Harry goes to Charlotte and he, he goes, Anthony's here to talk to you. He wants, he needs some advice. He's losing his ass virginity. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh my God. But we need to finish up the Carrie thing. So mm-hmm. the last little bit of Carrie is um, they're back at that hotel together. And Aiden's big epiphany of all of this is he realizes that he was, he's, he realizes the big mistake that he made with Carrie was that he was so, he was so focused on locking everything down with her. Mm -hmm. Like we got to get married. We got to move in together. We got to get married. We got to do all this stuff. And he says, you know, look, I did all that with Kathy and look at where we are now, you know, and he forced, he said he forced her when he couldn't get her to commit to marriage. He kind of forced her into that lease of the apartment Mm -hmm. that, you know, caused all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and y- you know, he, he, and he admits to her that one of the the reason why he doesn't want to go back to that apartment is, and 
because he's going to be hurt. He's afraid that he'll get mad at her all over again. And then that ends abruptly. And then he gets this call from Kathy about Wyatt. And then we go into the whole thing. Um, And then we see Carrie go to her new house the next day. And what I love about this is I'm just thinking to myself, this is quite the life that Carrie has. Poor Charlotte is working full time and she has these two horrible kids you know, that are running after her. Miranda's working. Everyone's working. I mean, Che is working for minimum wage. And here's, here's Carrie. She has nothing to do. Not do you know what I mean? Sex column anymore. She has, yeah. she is not a sex column. She ran that pod, podcast company to the ground. Yeah. She, she doesn't even have to do a book tour anymore. Like, right. What happened to the book tour? She has nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think to myself, if I was, she has no kids. Like if I was one of her friends, if I was Charlotte, and if I had to listen to Mar- if, that, if I had to listen to Carrie complain about anything, I would want to kill her because she really has nothing. Like her days are planning this Michelin star dinner and getting bedding for her apartment. Well, yeah, Aiden this, is her, is her yeah, new project. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So she hears from Aiden because he, I mean, oh, so he, get, he, uh, Aiden gets the call from Kathy. He, has to go back down it turns out that Wyatt um you explained it earlier hitchhiked back home had some beers drank uh drove the truck into a tree broke his legs in two places and his collarbone and that's really where it ends where you know Aiden is crying I was crying because I just felt so bad for Aiden crying because he feels so guilty you know, he just feels guilty as a parent because it's such a mm-hmm. crappy situation because obviously Aiden didn't, no one gets married with this intention of getting divorced. And so here he is, he feels, I'm sure, terribly guilty and horrible that he's divorced and that this marriage didn't work out. And here he is, you know, he's fallen back in love with this woman and here he is, he's trying to make this new life and he's, you know, trying to do all of this and he feels terribly guilty that he wasn't there when his son, you know, needed him. And there's nothing wrong with Aiden not being there because he has the right to live his life. But I just felt for him because I knew how, you know, I knew that he was in a lot of pain and he felt a lot of guilt and it doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you're a parent, nothing really, you know, you just feel guilty all the time because you just do. I don't know. You yeah, just I feel like you shouldn't have a life. <laughs> and he, well, you know, yeah, I, I, of course, all of that is true. I, I just feel like there's, there's more. There's a lot more to this story. Why does Wyatt hate his mother so much? Yeah. Um, and it's all Wyatt. We have not heard about the other two boys yeah. seem to be bebopping along and they're just fine. So just Wyatt has the issues. Well, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know yet. And, yeah. you know, th- Wyatt has uh, some issues. And, you know, w- yeah, we don't know. This is a very bizarre story. I think there's more to it. Mm. And I really want to know, like, why does he hate his mother so much? And, you know, he seems to be, you know very attached to his father and you know wants his father to be by him all the time so yeah I don't know. Hmm. all right well we'll see i don't know but you know there's only one more episode i don't know how they're gonna wrap this all up uh who knows if yeah. it's gonna get another season because the ratings haven't i think it will great. yeah i but, think it will i don't know i don't know but i don't know i definitely think this last couple episodes definitely been on an upswing Mm-hmm. Um, I did like this episode overall. I, yeah, I enjoyed no, it's it. gotten it, at a certain point. I don't know if it was episode, I don't know, five or six or something. Mm-hmm. They really got it together and yeah, got much better. Yeah, and I've been enjoying it. Yeah, 
ever since the um, jizz episode, we're <laughs> things got a lot better. So next week we will see Samantha. Yay! I mean, listen, it's just the the idea of Samantha and being able yeah, to see her is just, just her. so exciting. I mean, we in all know character. she, yes, in character, and we all know that they're not really talking to each other. But God damn it, Kim Cattrall, just give us a little something. I mean, come on, we're dying for it. So I, I bet you anything, we could probably crowdfund a salary or something for Kim Cattrall. I bet you people would pay to have her back. But they would never do that. Like, that's the ego, I bet you, of Michael Patrick King. <laughs> even if the even if we signed a petition to have her back, they wouldn't let her come back. Yeah, I cut out there for a minute. So oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's, I wasn't saying anything interesting. Okay. So let's wrap it up. Comments on it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was nothing. Okay. So let's wrap it up. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Um, so if you like this podcast and enjoy uh, listening to us, please give us a five-star review and write a, a few kind words. If you, um, have not subscribed already, please hit the subscribe button. Um, so this, we have one more week of, and just like that, and we are continuing our coverage of Sister Wives, the new season, season 18, um, just premiered. So we are covering season 18 and we are continuing with our Sister Wives coverage. So now if you just subscribe, you won't have to think about any of this. It'll just automatically well, come in your feed. Yeah. And I would note that you might hear this episode before you hear the yes. first Sister Wives season 18 episode because they the are not they're not playing it early. We have to wait till 10 o'clock at night. I know. And we're and old. So we, we can't really do a good podcast at 11 o'clock when the show is over. So we're going to have to record it Monday. So you may be hearing this before, but rest assured it, it will be out Monday at some point Monday. Yes. <laughs> Not quite sure what time, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer. That What an awful time to have a TV program on, a fixed oh. time. I mean, 10 p.m. on a Sunday. I, I know. mean, that's just so stupid. I know. It's crazy. Hopefully, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're working it out. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah, just, there's well, some, we're in the beginning stages. So it's the growing pains of trying to figure out how to get this, but we're, we're going to try to get these, the, this new season of sister wife, these sister wives, these episodes. Well, it is sister wife, <laughs> the new show, sister wife. Um, we are going to try to get these new shows out, this new, sh these new episodes out as soon as we can. So, um, but just subscribe and they'll all just show up right there. And uh, yeah, and follow us on social media, Psych Legal Pop on TikTok and Instagram. And I think that's it. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com